Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Friday. It is the eighth day of September 2023. Glorious, delicious Friday to you all. Hopefully, you've survived the heat. It sort of broke around here, so it's not too terrible. I'm Derek Hunter. I am your host. Appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend, all that good stuff. Action-packed program for you today. Just a reminder, tonight at midnight, the week in F and review, patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. We'll be up 12.01 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. There you go. Check it out. Support the show. Five bucks a month. You get to enter the contests, all that good stuff as well. Mike Lee versus Gene Hackman autographed books by them this week. Be given away on Monday. So you've got this weekend to sign up and enter. Appreciate it. All right. <laughs> While Jill Biden is stuck with COVID doing whatever the hell it is she does, and Whoopi Goldberg, Whoopi Goldberg skyped into the view today. God, it's so pathetic. She's at home alone in her bedroom. I don't know if she lives with anybody. I don't know who the poor son of a bitch would be who lived with her. But uh, she's wearing a mask. She's on a webcam. She's wearing a mask. Why? Because why not? That's just, I mean, maybe somebody else is in the house, but I would think that being in a separate room from them, just being Whoopi Goldberg would keep them away from you. But whatever. It's just how the world is. Now, Joe Biden is in isolation. Apparently, she's going to be coming out of isolation soon because of her bout with COVID. Between the two of them, they had to have been boosted. I don't know, the equivalent of a small Montana town. But it is, you know, they, they always say, well, it's because they were boosted, because they were vaxxed, because they'd had so many shots, they only experienced minor symptoms. Well, how do you know it's because of that? There are lots of people who never had anything who've only experienced minor symptoms. Maybe you're just kind of making this up as you go because, well, the government just makes this up as they go. They have an agenda and they're going to use it for anything and everything that they can, just like climate change. Well, a hurricane, a Category 3 hurricane, not really out of the ordinary, especially during, what's the words I'm looking for? Oh, yeah, hurricane season. Uh, but it's extreme weather. It's extreme weather. There was rain and flooding in Florida as a hurricane rode through. This is evidence that nobody can deny of climate change. All right, well, then how do you explain the last, I don't know, 150 years of recorded history of all the hurricanes before that? How do you, you can't explain that. Well, there's a lot more damage this time. This is Democrat. There's a lot more damage this time. Look at just how much it's going to cost in damages. That's, just, that's proof that these storms are getting worse and worse and worse. Well, yeah, but there's also, you know, 50 years ago, there weren't multi-million dollar homes and floodplains right on the ocean front, And there weren't condo developments and resorts and, and restaurants and everything. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, the population of Florida a long time ago, well, 50 years ago, was significantly less than it is now. So you put more people there, of course there's going to be more property to damage. And so there's going to be more property damage. Well, I don't I don't care for your tone there, son. It sounds like you're questioning the science. And the science says that mansions don't matter. Ugh, God, these people are so stupid. It's really just, it's amazing to watch. But that's what they do. Anyway, the party of science is still injecting themselves 
with, uh, you know, if we could put vaccines, booster shots in, say, heroin, all these loser leftist junkies would then we'd probably die anyway. But they'd at least maybe leave us alone for a little bit. Moderna, Fox 5 in D.C. Moderna says updated COVID-19 vaccine offers strong immune response to new variant. That's great. The variants come about constantly and they fade away pretty quickly. And uh, the vaccines take months. Used to take years. Don't think about it. Just open up your veins. Shut your mouth. Open up your veins. But yeah, by the time this is hitting them, if you're so inclined, I am not, but if you are so inclined, the vaccines will be ready to offer you a slight bump in your immune system against a variant that really isn't prevalent anymore. It's all good. Moderna announced Wednesday that it is update that its updated coronavirus vaccine has been proven to offer quote a strong human immune response end quote to a COVID-19 variant the CDC says may be capable of infecting people who have already had the disease or have been vaccinated. Isn't that what we've all been dealing with? Isn't that how it is? It's not much of a vaccine, by the way, if it doesn't work, right? Well, uh, the old vaccine doesn't really work against this new variant. Well, then maybe you shouldn't call it a vaccine. But they're saying that it could infect people who've already had it, meaning natural immunity as well. So it would be like uh, the flu, the cold, things like that that you can get multiple times or get once a year or whatever. Of course, natural immunity is not forever. Very few bits of natural immunity are, in fact, forever. You get chicken pox when you're a kid. You're like, oh, I got this. I'm cured forever. No, you get to like 65 and then suddenly you've got shingles. Why? Because you had chicken pox when you were a kid. It's just the way the world works and it's what we have to live with. Now, if you want to go get a shot, go get a shot. I don't care. But my problem is the government lying to people about it and the pharmaceutical companies lying to people about it. We need to make these free for everyone. They're not free. We're running them up on the uh, corporate credit card there. And sooner or later, the piper will demand to be paid. The pharmaceutical company said in a statement that clinical trial data associated with updated vaccine, which is pending approval from the Food and Drug Administration, generates an 8.7-fold increase in neutralizing antibodies in humans against BA286. Wow, that sounds like a script from a porn, doesn't it? But this is the insanity that we're dealing with. Look, again, I have been, uh, I for various reasons, I had to call around to a bunch of uh, CVSs. And every one of them dealing with the recording that you get when you call in. And like, well, mid-September, a combination COVID vaccine slash flu vaccine. Now, I don't know what the deal is there. But if this vac sh shot isn't yet approved by the FDA, even though it's a formality, they've already sort of announced that they're going to give it the go, because why not? At this point, just everybody's a guinea pig. But if that's the case, then what is it that, and it, it may take till the end of the month, who knows when they're actually going to meet it. It's probably sooner than that. But I highly doubt that CVS has already larded up on a combo shot for the flu and COVID 
that they're ready to go out with the new variant. I don't think on spec, well, that'd be really interesting to see if on spec they ordered a bunch or if there was some sort of open collusion amongst big pharma, the government, and the distribution of all these shots that they all said, all right, well, look, we're going to order these things. We're going to start getting these things ready to go. We're in, we're going to buy or order or whatever government will pay for all these shots before they're approved because that's that's pretty bad business decision it's a pretty risky business decision there's still a chance outside as it is that you could i don't know not get approved and then you'd be on the hook you would have spent a whole bunch of money for something that is essentially useless so i doubt that their order i don't know maybe it'd be interesting if somebody knew the law and looked into that but i would suspect then it would be a an older shot mixed with the flu shot, which, again, they seem to be saying is pretty worthless. But it's something our tax dollars have already paid for, so why not order a bunch of them? It is the, perhaps the biggest scam in history, and yet it goes on unabated, unobstructed. Because why? Because Democrats, man. They benefit from it. They scare the hell out of people. They're going to start seeing pushes for more and easier, quote-unquote, absentee voting. Mail out ballots to everybody again. 2020 is going to happen. It has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It has to do with the fact that Joe Biden is about as, uh, as popular as genital warts with the American public. And no matter how desperately they try, they cannot polish the turd that is Joe Biden. They can't. CNN, new CNN poll. Biden's approval rating is just 39%. 39%. You have to try to get at 39%. You are eating into your base at 39%. You're eating into your base, which I didn't think was possible. I figured Joe's bottom was probably 41%. But 60 1% of the public in a CNN poll disapprove of Joe Biden. That is a worse approval rating than Jimmy Carter at this point in his administration, which, you know, Jimmy Carter, he's in hospice care, but he's still got more, he's more virile than Joe Biden is. He's got more energy, more pep in his step, even though he's probably not taking steps. You never want to be a Democrat and can be compared. You never want to be a politician and be compared to Jimmy Carter. Yet that's what CNN is pointing out. <laughs> that's, that's how bad it is. Well, okay, it's the worst since Jimmy Carter. Back, the Democrats at this point in their, uh, their term, meaning August of the third year, approval ratings wise, Eisenhower was at 71%, Bush 41%, meaning the old man Bush, was at 69%. He'd just come out of the Gulf War. He was still riding that high. Kennedy, 1963, is at 62%. Bush in 2003 was at 59%. Nixon in 1971 was sitting at 49%. Clinton was at 46%. It still bothers Billy that he never got to 50% uh, of the vote. Obama was at 45%. That's what I mean when I say that Barack Obama was very beatable. But we just nominated the wrong guy who ran, he, he ran the wrong campaign. 
Reagan was at 43% because the impact of Jimmy Carter was still being felt. Things were getting better. The corner was being turned, but it was not turned. Thank God the American public saw what was coming and what was and allowed it to happen before they went with Fritz Mondale, for God's sakes. Trump was at 40%. Joe Biden is at 39%. And then there's Jimmy Carter, 1979, sitting at 32%. The only president worse than Joe Biden is Jimmy Carter. But I'd still take Jimmy Carter on my trivia team over Joe Biden. That's what we're looking at. That's what we're dealing with. This is why the Democrats are about to go absolutely crazy. The other day, Joe Biden signed a bunch of executive orders canceling every energy oil drilling oil exploration lease that was out there he re-protected quote-unquote anwar yes some moose may want to have sex out in the middle of nowhere so we couldn't possibly set up a drill there because that could really be saltpeter there you cramp the moose's style moose is never going to be able to keep up with that constant pumping god it's so bad you want to hear something that's really funny though because Democrats are scrambling around. Their, real, their argument is, you don't know how good you've got it. You're too, essentially, what they're saying is you're too stupid to realize how good you've got it, <laughs> which is a hell of an argument to try to make in an election year. But okay, good. Now, the, uh, this is CNN reporting on the fact that 58% of Americans say that Joe Biden, Joseph Robinette Biden, the, the hero, of Democrats, the savior of the Democratic Party, their choice for not only the current president, but the next president of the United States has made the economy worse. But there are some troubling uh, figures in there for President Biden. On one issue, the economy. The White House is really, and the campaign have really been making this push to try to promote Bidenomics, trying to show American voters that their policies are working for them. But this polling found that 58% of Americans think that Biden's policies have worsened the economic conditions in this country. Now, uh, the White House says that this will take time for Americans to feel the impact of the president's efforts, of the president's policies, and that they will have to continue, they acknowledge, to communicate that, to try to move the needle there. Yeah, no, look, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. You got to love the way these people function. We've done a lot. We've saved the economy. We've turned a corner. The economy's strong as it's been in forever. Blah, blah, blah. Joe Biden runs around. It's just going to take a while for anybody to notice. It's going to take a while for anybody to feel it. Well, how, how can it be so wonderful if nobody's feeling it? Who is feeling it, Joe? Your kid? Your family? Your investments? Who's feeling it? If it's just going to take a while, then why is that? Why was it that Barack Obama's actions from 2009 to 2017 never came to fruition? They never actually improved the state of the economy, and the American people never really felt the improvements. Why he always got low marks. He never he's the only president ever in two terms to not reach 3% growth annual in the GDP. The only one. It's terrible. But what did he say the whole time? Every time the, the numbers came out and they weren't very good, and sometimes they were downright bad, what did Barry Soweto say? Well, we inherited the worst economy since the Great Depression. We inherited it. As what we did. He always blamed George W. Bush. It was George W. Bush's fault. Now, eight years of this guy doing whatever the hell it was he wanted to do, including having complete and total control over Congress, so therefore the ability to do whatever the hell he wanted, somehow 
he managed to put forth his economic agenda in the first two years in a way that delayed the release by seven or eight years. Delayed the growth, delayed the reaction, delayed everything. How is that even possible? I don't think you can implement economic policy that won't take effect for years and years and years. Even if you today said in five years we're going to jack up taxes 25%, businesses and individuals will start to change their behavior today in order to prepare for that. That is how the economy works. So you sit there and you would have the economic impact of a stupid decision, a boneheaded decision that's not going to be implemented for a number of years. You'd already start to feel it. But somehow Democratic policy priorities, when they push their economics out there, it's like, well, it's going to take a while for you to, to feel anything. Why? You, you spent a $2 trillion out there on your friends in the, the green communist agenda. How is it? That none of that money is going—it's not going to have any. It's not going to be felt. We are feeling it. It's called inflation, but they don't want to talk about that. <laughs> they don't want to talk about that. It's just going to take a little bit of while, a long bit of while. It may not even be until the next time there's a Republican president and the economy turns around thanks to their policy decisions that they will ultimately, we will ultimately feel the impact of the Biden economy, realistically. That's what they tried. That's the BS they tried with Obama. When the Trump economy started booming, started growing, when they had the tax cuts, they cut regulations, they did all the stuff that they did to get the economy rolling again after years of stagflation, of, of blasé economics. Obama claimed, and the Democrats claimed, that it was actually the Obama economy that was doing that. It's finally, finally, the eight years of stuff that they did were kicking in. They're like, see, Democratic policy priorities are like cicada. They go underground, and they only they come up years later when things are good and they had nothing to do with it. They come up and they say, ah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Meanwhile, the ensuing crap years where Democrats have complete control and they're running around trying this, trying that, trying the other thing. They're like a mad scientist flipping switches and pushing buttons. They're like, no, we weren't even in town that month. I don't. Know. That's all because of the person before me. Biden's tried the same crap. He's pushed that the economy was so bad because of Donald Trump. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. But when you've got nothing else and you are genuinely a stupid human being, that's what you get. When you vote for morons, guess who leads you? Morons. Speaking of morons, let us go up to the lovely city of New York. Ah, uh, yes. Mayor Eric Adams. All these Democratic mayors, Chicago, Philadelphia, governors in Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, they're all running around going, whoa, we're getting invaded by migrants, sweet, sweet, nourishing migrants. Now, they're not What's amazing to me is they're not really complaining about this in a way that they should because they're screwing over their own citizens. They're just saying basically they want more money from the federal government to help care for these migrants. Now, wait a second. Just just one second. Something just occurred to me. I seem to recall that maybe I'll go into this in the week in FN Review. I seem to recall Democrats telling me, lecturing me, ah, screaming at me, as a matter of fact, that... Illegal aliens, migrants, 
were a boon to the economy. In fact, they were better. They commit less, fewer crimes. They uh, they work harder. They take jobs nobody wants. They all they do is get up in the morning, contribute to the economy, and go to bed at night loving their spouses, their children, and their country. There's no way selling drugs or engaged in human trafficking or bringing up the god awful, terrible aspects of uh, the culture down there that objectifies women and treats them as sex. No, they would never. Never do. Don't look at the crime statistics. Just shut your mouth. There's no drugs at all. Even suggest that is some sort of hate crime, I'm sure. Well, if what we've been told over the last decade or more about these sweet, 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 nourishing illegal aliens is in fact true, then should these jurisdictions not be welcoming? Should they not be clamoring? For more illegal aliens, should New York City not be going, please send them over to, we're not only a sanctuary city, we want to rent out all the penthouses in Manhattan across the skyline to put up these people because it will help our economy immeasurably. Nobody's making that argument. Everybody, every Democrat in a position of power, where thank God for Governor Abbott and Governor DeSantis shipping these illegal aliens to where they want to go rather than shipping them to where Democrats want them to go. Um, Thank God for highlighting this, for highlighting this hypocrisy, because now every single one of those Democrats in those cities is now saying, we're overrun, we're overrun, we're overrun. I want to play you Mayor Eric Adams at a town hall style event talking about the illegal invasion. Now, keep in mind, in the last, what has it been, six months, six, eight months, maybe a year, New York City has had bust to it. 13,000 illegals. Thir- bust. Those are the ones that are bu- that Governor Abbott from Texas bust up to New York City. 13,000. It's a city of 8 million people. Now, they got a lot more because illegal aliens from all over the country. Once you open up the border, a lot of the illegal aliens want it. That's stupid. They want to come just because they're illiterate in their own language and ours. They know where the welfare benefits are and they know where the welfare benefits are the best, where they will be given, where they'll have more things thrown at them than they'll know what to do with. They know exactly where that is and they're attracted like a magnet to those areas, such as New York City. So if you hear any of these people, they're shipping people here and it's a no, the real problem is the open border in general, the democratic policy. None of these cities have yet denounced their sanctuary status, but they have started to crumble under the pressure. They've begun to criticize it a little bit, saying not really the policy itself, but saying they need more money from the federal government. Now, I thought, again, I thought they were the best and brightest of South and Central America and Russia and all around the world coming up through Mexico with the seed money for their startups in their pockets, sewn into their underwear, and they're ready to work and contribute to the economy. Turns out that might not be the case. Turns out it might be an because if again, if these were the cure for what ails the economy, you wouldn't need extra federal money. You'd be sending extra money to the feds going, thank you. Here, no, you take this pile of money. We don't, we have so much money rolling in thanks to these illegals. Keep sending them here. They aren't. Instead, you're getting stuff like this. Support, and let me tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem 
that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. One time we were just getting Venezuela. Now we're getting Ecuador. Now we're getting Russian speaking coming through Mexico. Now we're getting uh, Western Africa. Now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. And everyone is saying it's New York City's problem. Every community in this city is going to be impacted. We got a $12 billion deficit that we're going to have to cut. Every service in this city is going to be impacted. All of us. And so I say to you, as I turn it over to you, this is some, some of the most educated, some of the most knowledgeable, probably more of my commissioners and deputy commissioners and chiefs live in this community. So as you asked me a question about migrants, tell me what role you played. How many of you organized to stop what they're doing to us? How many of you were part of the movement to say, we're seeing what this mayor is trying to do and they're destroying New York City? It's gonna come to your neighborhoods. All of us are going to be impacted by this. I said it last year when we had 15,000. I'm telling you now, with 110,000, the city we knew, we're about to lose. And we're all in this together, all of us. Staten Island saying, send them out to Manhattan. Manhattan is saying, send them out to Queens. Queens is saying, send them out to Brooklyn. No, it's not the game we can play. It's not the game we can play. We're going to destroy this city. Oh, it's a city of 8 million people. How is it that these sweets... 10,000, by the way, is about the average, what, over a couple of days, a week, a small town in Texas has to endure. Every month. Not per month, but weeks, days. They're just flooding over the border. And they're flooding over the border. Why? Because Democrats like Eric Adams. We're a sanctuary city. And we're going to take pride in being a sanctuary city. And we're going to stay a sanctuary city. All right. Well, good. Here's what you're granting sanctuary to. Whoa. Whoa. Wait a second. Hold on a minute there, partner. You're going to ruin the city. See? They're now facing their own policies. Their own policies. And what is their response? Their, our own policies are ruining this city. Huh. Back in October, October 20th of 2021, Mayor Eric Adams tweeted the following, quote, We should protect our immigrants, period. Yes, New York City will remain a sanctuary city under an Adams administration. Yay. Well, that's what's called virtue signaling. Now he's got a chance to put some action behind those words. And what is he doing? He's crying like a little baby with a skinned knee going, we need some, I need something. We need blah, 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 blah. Take care of us. Ah, suddenly it's a different tune, isn't it? It's very weird. Why would he be singing a different tune again? Because these are the best and brightest among us. They are not, I mean, yeah, there's a whole bunch of prostitution and drug use and drinking going on in the 
New York City, the Manhattan hotels that the city has lined up for these sweet, sweet, nourishing illegal aliens, but they don't mean it. They really just want to work. It's what they want. <laughs> I do love it when they get a big old dose of their own medicine. I really, truly do. I really, truly do. It's funny watching them. Because it's not just New York. It's, again, the governor of Massachusetts has declared a state of emergency and enacted, uh, activated the National Guard up there. They really have. Because of these illegal aliens. They're calling for more money from the federal government. They've got to do more. They've got to do more. They've got to do more. There ain't no more. We're going to have a $2 trillion deficit this year. Where do you think more is going to come from? We're sending more to Ukraine. Hell, we can't even run the printing presses any faster because everything that comes off of them when they're at max speed goes right to Ukraine. Think these Democrats are going to get cuts in line? No way. They're screwing themselves. Who will be the first? Will there be a first to come out and say, hey, we need to close the border? We need to seal the border. Will any Democrat call for deportations? Will any sanctuary jurisdiction in this country revoke their sanctuary status? It'll be the equivalent, the political equivalent of crying uncle. I doubt it. They should. But I doubt it. Couldn't happen to a nicer group of people. Look, I like New York. I used to like New York a lot more before every place smelled like weed. I'm no prude when it comes to that. But it's just everywhere enough already my god last time i was in manhattan you got a contact buzz it is a nice respite i suppose from the stench of hot urine on concrete but enough already it's a degenerate city covered with homeless people and junkies and people well on their way to being junkies under the guise of it's legal man it's legal yeah gonna live in cheech and chong town i don't think so or Harold and Kumar town, depending on which age group you're in and which reference matters most to you. Everywhere liberalism has control is ruined or on its way to being ruined. Not that long ago, New York was still a good place to go to. It really was. Even under Bill de Blasio, it was better than it is now. Even under Bill de, Bla and it, under Bill de Blasio, he really screwed it up. But, yeah... That's what Democrats get you, ladies and gentlemen. Let that guide you into the weekend. Let that guide you to the Weekend Evan Review, where I'm sure I'll talk about this and other issues the way that it deserves to be talked about. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.Locals.com. Have an awesome freaking weekend. Let's get it started. Am I right? Of course I'm right. Who doesn't want a weekend? Loverboy was on to something. Damn it. I'll see you guys hopefully at midnight or on Monday. Have a great weekend.